0: Support for this episode of This Changes Everything is provided by Primera Blue Cross. So it used to be when uh, my daughter was little, we would take her with us when we voted, my husband and I. And it was a family thing. We always voted together as a family.
1: Donna Blankenship is the news and politics editor at Crosscut. And she told me recently, I'm a big fan of democracy. And I think I
0: got that from my parents. They always thought voting was really important. You know, immigrant family, my grandparents came to this country as refugees, and so um, the kinds of things that we were able to do in America that we couldn't do back in Poland or Russia, um, that's really a big deal. And I've always valued being an American because of that. My mom used to be really proud of the fact that she started voting differently from my dad. She was married to two guys who were more conservative than she is.
1: And so she took a different, made a different choice. Donna's lived in Washington state for a while. So she remembers the time before 2011 when more people here would vote in person. And that's when she and her husband would take their daughter with them to the polls. But since then, the default method for all Washington elections has been to vote by mail. And then after we started voting at home, it seemed
0: kind of boring and not as celebratory to just sit at the kitchen table and vote. So we started going out to vote and um, we ended up going to bars to vote. And um, sometimes when you vote at a bar, they'll give you a free beer, nice. <laughs> which we well. didn't find out until we started doing it. So um, <laughs> we, I, that's happened several times. And we always post a photo. You can look at my Instagram and you'll see every year at some point, there's probably a voting photo, not my ballot, because I won't show you my ballot, but I'll show you that I was voting. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of part of the ritual. This might surprise the public. A lot of journalists are very patriotic. I I consider myself patriotic. And voting is one of the main ways that we can express that because I can't participate in um, campaigns. I can't um, go to a protest and hold up a sign. So voting is my one way to kind of physically show that I'm part of the democracy other than as a journalist.
1: So voting, it's one of the cornerstones of democracy, a sacred duty of all citizens. But now the US is facing a new threat to that duty, the coronavirus.
0: Elections are sure going to look different because of the COVID-19
1: crisis. There is a
0: growing call for a virus-proof November election. People are going to be afraid to go to polling places. It's going to be hard to staff polling places.
1: That's because if you're voting in person, chances are you're not able to practice social distancing. At the polls, lots of people are lining up together, crowding in indoor spaces, touching the same surfaces, and often not six feet apart. And that means you're more likely to contract this highly contagious, life-threatening virus if you vote. That means choosing between exercising your democratic rights and your life. I wouldn't go to the polls if I thought I could die by going there. Who would? Voters in Wisconsin risked their lives this week to vote in the state's primary.
0: Like what happened in Wisconsin, the election that they just had their primary, they decided to go ahead with it. More than
1: 50 people who voted in person or worked the polls during this month's Wisconsin primary have now tested positive for COVID-19.
0: And you had a choice. You could stay home and stay safe, or you could go to the polls and take a chance on getting coronavirus. Some people say I'm exaggerating. Um, Maybe I'm more paranoid about coronavirus than I should be. But as someone who's been covering this um, pandemic for 10, 12, 13 weeks, um, I think we should all be a little bit more worried than we are. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's scary stuff. And so if we have a right to vote, we should not have to make those kinds of choices, even for a temporary um, time of States need to find a way to help people vote in the November election.
1: And so, the way that Washington state has been voting for nearly a decade is now being explored in every state in the nation. And the vote by mail process has become a hot topic in our state as well. And citizens should have the option to choose between voting by mail or quote, voting with disease carriers.
0: Secretary of State wants all voters to know they can
1: cast their ballots at a safe distance. From home. Uh, that will allow every registered voter in the state of California to receive a mail-in ballot. A growing list of Texans urging state leaders to allow voting by mail during the coronavirus pandemic. The concept of voting by mail has suddenly become super duper important. Can Americans vote at home? But it's also extremely controversial.
0: Mail-in ballots are a very dangerous thing. With a ballot that's sitting right there and no controls around how that ballot is filled out, it means that you could bully people into voting. What might
1: seem like just a basic logistical choice of how to cast a ballot, a boring, bureaucratic question, it's suddenly one of the most contentious partisan debates there is. The debate over whether the nation should have all mail ballot elections this year is not short on opinions. Democrats are for it. Republicans against it. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel warns the idea of mass mailing ballots for the November election would cause chaos. Because right now, even the response to a virus is partisan. I'm not going to say which party does it. And the way we vote during a public health crisis, that's partisan too. People shouldn't have to choose between voting and they're helped. Votes are gathered and they come in and they're dumped in a location and then all of a sudden you lose
0: elections that you think you're going to win. Many Democrats are calling for standardized mail-in balloting. And there's a reason one party in particular is pushing this, isn't there?
1: And we all know there's one solution which is right out in front of us and that is voting at home or voting by mail. I'm Sarah Bernard and this is This Changes Everything, a podcast from Crosscut about the new normal. The coronavirus is changing so many things in our lives, big and small. But now we're suddenly facing this very stark and concrete impact on democracy itself. How can we vote safely? Washington is one of a handful of states in the unique position of being able to watch this debate unfold from a distance. We've been doing vote-by-mail for years. Which means that, minus a few exceptions made for people with disabilities, none of us would have been going to a polling place in November anyway. Coronavirus or no. But that is an open question for the rest of the country. So I asked Donna Blankenship, a political journalist who's reported on the right to vote as well as the voting system for years, what's at stake here? Why is vote-by-mail so contentious and so partisan? What can other states learn from Washington about our system? And what might we see come November? Stay with us. OK, so why is voting by mail so partisan? This is something we should be planning for now. And allow people so to vote safely at home. Right now, it's mostly Democrats who are pushing for more accessible absentee ballots sponsoring federal legislation that would help states do this in November, and even, in some states, filing lawsuits. The
0: Texas Democratic Party is suing the state to expand who can vote by mail.
1: Meanwhile, many Republicans, including the president, are completely against the idea.
0: I think that mail-in voting is a terrible thing.
1: And you are seeing a reflection of this in recent polls. While a majority of Americans, regardless of party, support the idea of voting by mail in November, if the virus is still with us. The Brennan Center survey indicates 78% strongly or somewhat agree on mail ballot elections. Most of these polls still fall along party lines. 97% of Democrats agree, while 79% of independents And 57% of Republicans agree. What you're
0: hearing is vote-by-mail is controversial because of the potential for fraud.
1: And there are so many cases of absentee ballot fraud. But President Trump says voting by mail leads to fraud. You know, you're seeing this, of course, A lot coming directly from President Trump. Because there's a lot of fraudulent voting going on in this country. Mail ballots are a very dangerous thing for this country because they're cheaters. If the president of the United States says it, it's just more likely to be in the zeitgeist. It's more likely for people to, I mean, especially his supporters, to really Mm -hmm. think that it's true. I
0: think it's open to fraud as well. And I think one of the biggest problems is it's hard to detect the fraud if it goes on. Voting by mail is done outside of the supervision of election officials.
1: Some people in Nevada, for example, are complaining that a lot of the ballots being mailed to voters in advance of that state's all-male primary are piling up outside apartment complexes and on doorsteps and so on because so many are being mailed to inactive voters. And maybe that could lead to theft and fraud. Uh,
0: People mail in ballots is a lot of illegality. They send in
1: ballots that uh, they harvest ballots. There are also allegations that vote by mail means so-called ballot harvesting.
0: There are also concerns about voter fraud and coercion, tampering or harvesting of ballots. That's the
1: practice of allowing volunteers or paid workers to collect and deliver mail-in ballots. Which is illegal in a few states because some believe it creates opportunities for fraud. Now to President Trump escalating his campaign against voting by mail. President Trump even recently threatened to withhold federal funding from both Nevada and Michigan because of those states' efforts to expand vote by mail.
0: President Trump is now threatening to withhold federal funds from two key battleground states over unfounded accusations of voter fraud. Is vote by
1: mail more susceptible to fraud?
0: I discussed this at at length with our Washington Secretary of State Kim Wyman who by the way is Republican she said all vote voting systems are susceptible to potential fraud it it doesn't matter which system there's a problem with each one of them And what Washington has done is set up our system so that fraud is a lot less likely. Every signature actually is checked by a human being against the signature card. Our staff is trained by Washington State Patrol to verify signatures.
1: That's King County Elections Director Julie Wise speaking to CrossCut video producer Jendev and CrossCut staff reporter Melissa Santos last fall. So
0: we don't use machines. It's actual humans that have been trained to verify your signature from your return ballot to the signatures that we have on your voter record. Hmm. And you can know this is true because of how many ballots they contact people about to say, um, we got a ballot from you, but your signature has changed. Can you verify who you are? Mm. And that's happened to me. It's happened to my daughter. And Kim Wyman says it's happened to her as well. Wow. So humans are actually checking the ballots. Um, it happened to me because my signature had changed. I stopped Spelling out my ho very long name and started using initials when I signed things, mm. and so they contacted me. My daughter, who's youngish, um, her signature evolved like most of ours do as we get older. There is there is fraud. I mean, but it's not widespread, and it's not just vote by mail. It's all voting.
1: So no. Really, the consensus among social and political scientists is there is just no evidence to support the idea that fraud is more prevalent in voting by mail than in any other system. Turns out there's a lot of research on this. And the president is sort of alleging that there's any kind of mail-in voting would be really, really dangerous, but we don't see evidence of that.
0: And um, vote by mail has one major advantage to um, polling places, and that is that every every ballot is a, a piece of paper that can be checked and if you vote in an electronic voting machine, who knows? And the concern there is that you don't have a paper trail to go back, that the voter verified that how they wanted to vote was, in fact, the way the machine recorded those votes. We eliminate that problem in Washington state because we simply don't have equipment that, that do that. Mm-hmm. And on a paper ballot, if you make a mistake, you have choices. You can get another ballot You can um, circle your answer. You can write a little note on it saying, this is who I wanted to vote for. There's all those choices. And a human being will look at your ballot and it would be very clear.
1: I think people are sometimes surprised how manual the process still is. That's Kendall Hodson, King County Elections Chief of Staff. So we do use a lot of technology, but there are lots of things like just traying ballots or opening them that still have to happen by hand. So Donna's a fan of democracy. And like maybe a lot of people around here, she's also a fan of vote by mail. Vote
0: by mail is very controversial. I don't actually know why, because it seems so logical. Most people in Washington would say, I think, well, yeah, it's the way to go. It's so convenient. I vote whenever I want. I don't even have to put a stamp on the I just put it back in the mailbox or I drop it off at a drop off box. It's easy. It's logical. Of course, everyone would want to do it. I assume that in other states where they have vote by mail, it's the same, same thing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. The disadvantages, uh, main disadvantage is that not all the votes are counted on the night that of the election. Mm. So um, if you wait till the end of the election to send in your ballot, um, it won't be counted probably on the night of the election. And our elections are kind of rolling elections in Washington. It sometimes takes a couple weeks before we know who won. The reason why vote by mail is controversial, I think, is different from what you're hearing.
1: Donna says the resistance has a lot more to do with the idea that mail-in ballots could favor one party, that making an election more accessible to voters who might otherwise not be able to get to the polls could give the results a partisan tilt. It would seem that
0: vote by mail uh, might be an advantage for the Democratic
1: Party. It would seem, hence the controversy. But it really depends on the race. Research actually suggests that voting by mail doesn't benefit either party. The idea that this is about Democrats, and Democrats are the only ones who benefit... It does tend to increase voter turnout, but across the board, not just for Democrats. You can look at one race, like the recent primary in Wisconsin, and see that more absentee ballots favored the liberal candidate. But in Florida, Republicans have long been more likely to vote absentee. It's even more popular in Florida, where roughly a third of ballots cast in the March primary were mailed. Still... The
0: political perceptions go on. Conservatives have also had an issue with early voting. And even the concept of early voting is not the greatest because a lot of things happen. Some states mm. have early voting, which is sort of like vote by mail, except you don't do it at home, in that you can vote whenever it's convenient for you. So that allows more people who work full time and may not find it convenient to get to the polls on that Tuesday in November, they can go whenever it's convenient. So more people show up. So this is more of a political argument than a fraud proof. There's no proof that I've heard of.
1: Overall, it actually sounds like if either party thinks there's a disadvantage to voting by mail, they should just work harder on getting their voters to vote by mail. It just seems like the more convenient that voting is, the more likely people will be to do it, and right. and the more and people, I think that yeah.
0: more likely both Democrats and Republicans and Independents and whatever you call yourself are going to vote.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't really matter what your party is. Convenience is what we all love.
1: Donna recently posted a few words on Facebook about this issue. First, explaining that no voting by mail doesn't increase fraud. I read her next sentence out loud for her. Oh, here it is. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Just ask the Washington Secretary of State to tell you the real threat to elections this year or any year if you need further proof. Um, yeah. what What is that
0: real threat? Um, people hacking into our system from other countries.
1: Ah. Yeah.
0: Our state and many states have had someone attempt to get into our election system, either ch- trying to change voter rolls or whatever they're doing. And, and we have really good security, apparently, because they have not succeeded in Washington. But we all know that they succeeded um, during the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. That is not a made up story. That is real world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everyone, everyone should be concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with vote by mail or not vote by mail. It has to do with the real threat to our system. And that's bad people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any system. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to my conversation with Donna in just a minute. But first, a message from our sponsor, Primera Blue Cross. Primera Blue Cross was founded in Washington state. With offices in the Puget Sound area and Spokane, they know the profound impact the COVID-19 outbreak has had, and will continue to have, on our local communities. They joined the region's major employers who made the early decision to send employees home and help protect vulnerable family members, friends, and neighbors. The Primera team is in your corner and doing what they can to help during this health crisis. That includes covering COVID-19 tests and related office visits without out-of-pocket costs for most plan members. And they're working with the federal government toward free testing for all, regardless of health coverage. Primera has expanded virtual care options, too, so people in Washington can get their symptoms checked by a doctor without leaving their home or receive ongoing care, like mental health therapy. Primera is offering early prescription refills to make sure members have the medications they need at the ready. Mail order and 90-day refills are also available. Ask your pharmacist if you want to know more about your options. Primera continues to actively monitor the situation to find more ways they can help to stop the spread of COVID-19 and get treatment to those affected. Learn more about how your care is covered at Primera.com. So, of course, because Washington already votes by mail, we're not really part of the big debate right now. But we are being asked about it. Donna says Secretary of State Kim Wyman has been busy fielding calls from just about everyone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, she said that they've heard from every state in the nation that doesn't have vote by mail asking for information. Doesn't mean they're all going to go this way, but they're all preparing. Still, that doesn't mean it's going to be able to happen,
1: even if everyone wanted it to come November.
0: It's not that easy to set up this system and set it up right. Exactly. Washington's been doing this for 10 years. We've learned from experience how to do it. And we can share that. I know that our Secretary of State's office gets calls all the time from other states. How did you do it? How can we do it too? And they um, share whatever they know. But one of the messages is it's not easy and it takes time. And there will be problems. There's problems everywhere with everything, right? You know, mm-hmm. New government systems are really complicated.
1: Donna says that in Washington, when vote-by-mail became the default, it was partly because such a huge percentage of voters were already voting absentee, around 80%. So in 2011, the state decided to go all the way with
0: that. I'm willing to bet it was a um, financial decision Hmm. because it's less expensive or at least it seems less expensive Hmm. because the way we do it now, the polling places all have to have paid um, people to um, check in the voters and give them a ballot and put it in whatever machine or however they do it. They pay people to do that. And then somebody has to drive those ballots somewhere somewhere. Um, it's a whole big system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the voting places are, there's many of them. Polling places need to be near where people live. Right. And so mm-hmm. just multiply that by hundreds or thousands in each state. It's an expensive system. Mm-hmm. Now, mailing us our ballots at home, I'm pretty sure is less expensive. Maybe not a lot less. I think it probably turned out to be not a lot less. Mm-hmm. But because we had to build these fancy boxes for drop-off boxes. And now we can vote without a stamp. Mm. I think voting is expensive anyway. I mean, counting the ballots and all
1: that stuff. Right, 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 right. There is a bill in Congress right now that would provide an extra $500 million in grants to help states switch to absentee voting temporarily.
0: So what Senator Klobuchar and I are doing is making available a significant amount
1: of federal funds. That's on top of the $400 million that was already approved to help stabilize the nation's election system during this time. But no matter the political will, the reality is it's hard to switch an entire voting system at the 11th hour. Others believe majority of states aren't prepared for the large volumes of mail-in.
0: They don't have the envelopes. They don't have the printer. They don't have the machines. Every state knows who's registered to vote. Mm-hmm. They have their names and addresses. They could put an, a ballot in an envelope and send it to all of them. Now, the problem is is that some of them have moved and didn't change their address. Mm. So that might be tricky. And then they have to think about, well, how do they check that the right person used the ballot? Mm. So those are the complications. One of the things that Kim Wyman told me um, is when was the last time any state – mailed something to everyone who's registered to vote. So they don't know what's gonna happen if they try to mail something to every person and every adult. Mm-hmm. Some of them probably died.
1: Right, I am mean, exactly. Right, died, and moved. dead
0: people don't show up to vote, usually. Usually, mm-hmm. I think they do sometimes. <laughs> um.
1: What is possible is that states that already have some kind of absentee voting system will be expanding that, partisan battles or no. Some of the recent lawsuits over voting by mail were against rules restricting absentee ballots to only certain voters for certain reasons. And judges have already ruled on some of those lawsuits.
0: There was just a decision in federal court about a lawsuit brought in Texas. All Texas voters can now apply to vote by mail and ballot. A federal judge made that decision last night. In Texas, you can get an absentee ballot like you can in most states, but you have to um, prove that you're disabled or some there are some other qualification. You can get an absentee ballot. So a judge just ruled that um, being afraid of getting coronavirus is um, a disability.
1: He said the state's existing election rules violates the Equal Protection Clause. Mm.
0: And so you should be able to get an absentee ballot if you're afraid that you might get coronavirus. So that could be case law that's being will be used in other states. And in a minute with one judge's decision, sometimes, depending on what happens next, um, the laws change everywhere.
1: So the coronavirus is impacting democracy, which sounds grandiose and abstract, but in this case,
0: it really isn't. Voting, it is sort of black and white. Mm-hmm. You Either you
1: can vote or you can't vote. This year, on November 3rd, will people be able to vote safely? Or will more people get sick through exercising their rights? Will some people not go to the polls at all for the sake of their health? And if people are able to vote by mail in some form or another, will a thousand logistical details impact the outcome of the election, especially if the race is close, which is very likely to be. There's a lot of speculation on this right now, but it's totally uncertain
0: like everything else. To me, voting is sacred and and sometimes the election comes down to a few votes. You want to know that every vote was how people intended. It's fine for someone to win by a few votes if that's really what happened.
1: Meanwhile, in Washington state, our elections will go on, pretty much as usual, at home, at our convenience. Thanks for listening to This Changes Everything. This episode was produced by me, Sarah Bernard, and the story editor was Mark Baumgarten. Engineering assistance from Rusty Bacall. Our cover art is by Greg Cohen. Extra thanks this week to Crosscut video producer Jen Dev, who made a video about Washington's vote-by-mail system last fall and shared some of her footage with me. And huge thanks, of course, to Donna Blankenship, who manages a team of reporters at Crosscut while producing her own work. I mentioned to Donna that I used to vote in California, which meant going in person to the polls and getting a little I voted sticker, which was fun, but hard sometimes when I was working late or something. Convenience makes a lot of sense, you know. It does. But the lack of stickers.
0: <laughs> but that. That's that's, that's controversial. So I've talked to our secretary of state about this. Um, numerous times. She says it's a very popular question. A lot of people ask this. And the reason we don't have I voted stickers in the envelopes that you get is because it costs all this money. Of course, I don't want the state
1: to spend more on my ballot.
0: But I'd love to have a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: You can read all of Donna's work at Crosscut.com and all of the newsroom's coverage of the coronavirus at Crosscut.com slash coronavirus. You can subscribe to This Changes Everything on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. And if you like the show, please leave that review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find us. For more on This Changes Everything and other Crosscut podcasts, go to crosscut.com slash podcasts. For the latest political, environmental, and culture news from the Pacific Northwest, visit crosscut.com. This Changes Everything is a product of Cascade Public Media. I'm Sarah Bernard. We'll be back soon with another episode.